You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm happy to be spending another hour with you. We live at a time when everyone is trying to find their place in the agile and ever-changing information economy. Students are planning for life. Professionals are strategizing to stay relevant. Corporations are pursuing innovation, and nations are looking to lead a global economy. And everyone is exploring how technology can be embraced and leveraged for their individual and collective success. Technology is no longer limited to the tech industry. It permeates all industries in all aspects of the day-to-day life. Technology-based programming, analytics, decision support, social media marketing, psychographic analytics for consumer marketing optimization, and so much more are out there influencing and shaping life, as well as human engagement. People no longer spend time with each other talking face-to-face, but instead they text, they Facebook, they Skype, they Instagram. We actually are living at an age where Facebook has become a verb. Just like I say I walk, I also say I Facebook. So it has become so pervasive that technology is a part of what we do and who we are. And technology has become ubiquitous in our day-to-day lives. The day-to-day workplace reality has evolved to embrace artificial intelligence, robotics, and other kind of programmings and automation that is taking all of these concepts as part of mainstream. They are no longer a futuristic concept. It is our day-to-day reality of today. This time of tectonic transformation is also the time when women need to step up in their respective industries by pursuing higher education, integrating technology into their professional toolkit, helping girls and women, women learn to code and encourage STEM field pursuits. How can women empower each other and work together to improve their lives and improve their career prospects is a conversation that is taking place across households, across office spaces, and across various communities in society. Today's episode, Women in Technology Leading Industry Empowerment, is a place where we are going to take that conversation and explore it in a very tangible way. Just like Goldilocks, we do not want to broach this conversation with extreme emotion or haste. We also do not want to be passive and do nothing. We will seek first to understand, then explore assertive plans of action to handle it just like Goldilocks, to get it just right. To help me with this journey, 
I have Urvi Purani, a young female technology professional who is committed to her own empowerment journey as well as helping shape the parts of others. Urvi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Henry. It is such a pleasure having you here, and I'm glad you got out of work and came here to have this conversation with me. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to this. Thank you. So, Urvi, I grew up reading the Eastern philosophies and Eastern literature, and I recall reading works of Gandhi and making a mental note of something very specific that stood out to me as a young girl reading these works. And the words that I remember is, you are but the product of your thoughts what you think you become. And I've made a conscious effort to make sure my thinking is in the right frame of reference and in the right place to help me shape my journey in the direction I want to, because I don't want any toxicity in my thoughts. That way I don't take any toxic behavior with me in my journey. And so while I bring that up as the opening conversation, where I want to go with this is, You grew up around a dad as a daughter of a nuclear engineer who was surrounded by engineering math technology. And that's a fascinating place to be and grow up as a little girl. How influential was your dad in shaping your thinking and then influencing the path you have chosen? Absolutely. My journey started with being able to look up to my dad and his hard work he put into Uh, an education and getting really well-rounded. His passion is being able to see that as a little girl is something I aspired to be like Mm -hmm. when I grew up. So the way he made, now looking back, Mm -hmm. I can see the way he thought. It all had some logical connection to his learning and his experience and his profession within the science, technology, and math fields. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful uh, story you tell because not all fathers bring their daughters into that journey because normally in the Western culture, girls tend to do what the mothers do and boys tend to do what the father does. But I am fascinated the way you were drawn by your father's profession and his influence and he made an effort to pull you in. Absolutely. Being able to witness that at a very young age, it didn't make me scared of, mm-hmm. of STEM. It really drew me more closer to it, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was a little girl, but I was I felt more of a girl who's passionate about mm-hmm. STEM. That is that is good because a lot of girls don't know what STEM is until they are much older. That's correct. And mothers don't raise daughters to think about sciences and the maths and the technology and what they want to be when they grow up professionally because they are taught from a different age, from a different place, to be pleasing to the male gender, to look pretty, to be passive, be accepting so that men will accept us. And so growing up in that environment, and today you are a program manager in Motorola. How, what path has your journey taken to get here? Because I'm sure it was not a direct route to get into Motorola. You had to go through certain steps and come up against obstacles to get to where you are. Right. And 
to not sound too cliche, I mm-hmm. think um, success certainly is a journey mm-hmm. and not the actual destination. Now, picturing myself having a passionate father with STEM, it really brought me focus on the passion mm-hmm. that I had to succeed well in school. So with that along, I looked up to my father. I pursued and educated myself pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I interned at the company he worked at. Okay. So mm-hmm. that really in itself said, you know, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing something that I want to do. How proud did it make you feel that you were interning at your dad's company? Very proud. That's right. huge. Right. Mm-hmm. So that in itself drew me to be more motivated mm-hmm. to, to keep going. And that's really when I became more passionate about technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and really what I did was I, I got a, a background, my academics in French and communications. So I drew from the communications aspect and I said, well, you know what? I really don't want to go into international business. I want to stay here. I want, mm-hmm. I want to be at this company. I want to be at Motorola. I want, I want to be part of what I felt was family to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I joined the sales team okay. and pretty soon worked my way all the way to the top, uh, rookie of the year, top okay. performer. And I decided, hey, I'm not done learning yet. So mm-hmm. I pursued a degree in um, integrated marketing communications. So I kind of still drew on that communications experience. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, I said, uh, hey, this is probably time for me to to learn something more. Let's learn about um, what, what this first responder does with the equipment we sell, right? So, so the communication equipment and how yeah. people are using them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's really saving lives. What does that mean? And mm-hmm. my God, I'm a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I drew from that and I went into a product marketing realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, I still had it in the back of my mind that, you know, with this foundation that my father had experience, he grew up, he went up the ladder at Mm -hmm. Motorola, became a program manager. I still had that in the back of my head. And I said, that's what I want to do. So I pursued my master's Mm -hmm. in project management. And lo and behold, I'm now here as a project manager working for Motorola. Beautiful. That is such a wonderful journey. And to actually accomplish and attain what your father accomplished when you watched him as a little girl, right? Looking up to your dad. And today you are doing some of the things from a different perspective, but with the same organization, with the same kind of impact. And that is such a fascinating journey. And it's funny you bring up uh, first responders and the technology around it, because a couple of weeks ago we had on the show the company that actually does all the analytics for the first response. So what a small world we live in. That's right. Um, So as you are looking at your journey and your growth and how you are making the strides to empower yourself, you're also involved in professional organizations as well as helping other people find their own journey and find their own success. 
How are you going about doing that? One of the reasons I asked that question is a lot of our listeners always wonder, where do I go for help? I am in a profession that doesn't necessarily have the support I need inside my organization or I don't know where to go. And a lot of times people forget to go to professional organizations where there is peer support. Right. So again, there is no I in team, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a team. You know, Mm -hmm. it really takes a village to raise a child. Um, So it is important to leverage your networks. Uh, Get out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's get my in my journey. um, I've I I believe it's important to have a social circle. So a women's network, right? Mm -hmm. And as we were speaking, a safe house. Somewhere where we can feel safe and comfortable and leverage mentors along Mm -hmm. the way to to help you through that. And I've I've been involved with Society of Women Engineers. I'm a lead for them within my company, as well as um, I belong to other organizations, Mm -hmm. right, to help me develop the skill sets that I need Mm -hmm. to help pay it forward. I think that's the most important part of this. That is a very, very important uh, thought to take with us, right? Because I know from my own experience, I have grown because I have lifted other people up. And as I've lifted other people up, I have automatically risen up because the team helps me rise up, right? I don't accomplish anything on my own, not as anybody else. And you Bring up the concept of a safe place. It's a safe place to bounce our ideas off, to hone our thinking, to hone our communications and being able to share our thoughts very succinctly. Once we have a place to do that, then we can go and take it to wherever we want to you know, use it. Exactly. The safe house, I would say, is my go-to place to pilot. Mm-hmm my ideas of innovation so that when I go out there, I'm ready. Okay. With that thought, let's go in for a break and come back and pick up the conversation. Okay, great. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. 
When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call one 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash in a Goldilocks How to Get It Just Right. Joining me in the conversation of technology sector and technology industry empowerment and how women play a role in empowering the industry is uh, Urvi Purani from Motorola. Urvi, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So now that we have explored how your journey has been and how many different ways you have been empowered and where you've found the safe place to basically find your purpose and find yourself and find your voice. Uh, where I want to take this conversation is you and I are both women who are in the professional world, surrounded by technology, working in every aspect of our business where technology is integrated. But we're also seeing an environment where women are not as assertive in engaging in the technology era to kind of find their place and make their place. From your vantage point, you're probably a generation younger than me, so we're going to come at it from two different generational perspectives. From your perspective, where do you see the pitfalls or the root causes of the problem? Because I want us to understand what the problems are so that we can build our conversation towards the potential solutions and the call to action. I, I think the biggest problem that we see, um, at least with a millennial generation and so forth, is the it's we understand the technical skills, right? And mm-hmm. perhaps this isn't generational, but as females, we tend to take a step back. We we're very good at taking instruction, but, you know, we'll sign up for a job and look at that job description, but we're not assertive to say, my gosh, I can do this. Or 
I have the technical know-how, but or I'll learn it. Yes. It's okay. I well, have the basics. I have the transferable skills. Right. I want to give it a shot. Right. So mm-hmm. the men will have that seat at the table. We take our time mm-hmm. and you know just digest it and ponder upon it before we we say, well, yeah, maybe this is something we should do. Mm-hmm. So do you find that as a result of wanting more information and wanting to be cautious? Or is it because I want to make sure I'm going to be perfectly capable of doing this because I don't want to be in a place where I may not know some of the details? Where is that coming from? I I believe it's the latter, right? Okay. It's you want to make sure that you're doing the right things. And um, you do have ideas. uh, And it's important. I learned very late in the game how important it is to voice myself. Yes. Uh, And perhaps it's more cultural, Mm -hmm. where I was brought up where you don't raise your voice. You're taught. Girls are to be seen and not to be heard kind of an environment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But... um, pretty pretty fast in the professional world mm-hmm. um, dealing with with a lot of males in one mm-hmm. room I had to learn to yeah. speak up yeah if you don't then you never speak right exactly mm-hmm. so I hear what you're saying but I also uh, want to go take one step deeper and look at why what what is causing women and girls to start there as a starting place? Because if we don't identify the root cause of where that is coming from, we may never be able to find a solution for it, right? right. So if women are coming into the workplace, I don't doesn't matter if they're coming in as a receptionist, whether they're coming as a, a marketing analyst, whether they're coming as an accountant or a IT person, they're touching technology. Right. Every single thing we do today is on a computer. Right. So technology is a part of it. Technology allows us also to learn things on our own. It democratizes knowledge. But what it doesn't do is give us the emotional intelligence to become self-aware and become socially aware and become socially engaged and I find that that is where we are kind of missing the boat. Absolutely. Emotional intelligence. We we have that. We have that awareness, right? But where we don't let our voices be heard to management, to our networks, um, to say, well, help me here. One of the things men do well is they network with each other and they help each other. Women are not very good at it. So when a new person enters the workplace and it's a woman, other women don't rally around this new female employee and show them the ropes and give them guidance and help them succeed. Whereas guys will invite the new guy out to drinks and they're already planning strategizing. And what I have found coming in as a, you know, immigrant worker into the United States and thrown right into the corporate finance world of men, men are actually happy to step up and help if 
the woman is comfortable enough to ask them. And I have been very, very fortunate that I'm a, I'm a very outgoing vocal person and I don't see gender. So I was in a good place to have the conversations with all the uh, executive men around me. Here I was a 31-year-old CFO in a corporation where everybody else around me was Irish Catholic men over 55. But as long as I was comfortable voicing, almost all of them stepped up to the plate. Till today, I reach out to them, bounce ideas off of them. So I feel like somehow we have to take that responsibility to first step up. Absolutely. I go back to the idea of a social circle. Mm -hmm. So reach out to that social circle, whether it be an organization like Society of Women Engineers, a professional organization, reach out to those social circles because women's business councils, for example, um, I have a blessed network because of women's business council. Um, It's helped me Mm-hmm. immensely the women leaders they are ready to help it's just you need to ask you need to voice your opinion and get out there and actually do that and the idea of men leaning in that's awesome mm-hmm. because that's what we need we need that continued encouragement we have a seat so it's our time to actually voice that mm-hmm. and help build other women and encourage them to have a seat at the table as well. Precisely. And I think more and more men are becoming more comfortable leaning in and helping women get lifted up. And I think it is important to acknowledge that so that we are building a society where as the gender roles in education, in higher education and careers are shifting, more and more girls are going to grad school So more and more future high-powered jobs are going to be that of women. One of the things I always am conscious about is not to propagate the notion that men have never helped women because that creates a false sense of them against us. And when the tide turns, it's going to be the reverse uh, dishing out of that kind of behavior. And... Part of what I try to do is respect and show gratitude for the men who step up and lean in. At the same time, acknowledge them and show them to be the prototype, right? Absolutely. And thereby showcasing, regardless of our gender, we have an equal responsibility to lean in and help anybody who is stepping up to play roles in our organizations because the organization's future is gender neutral. Absolutely. And I believe that a key to that success um, I've experienced is really it's not about the gender. It's really about your views Mm -hmm. and bringing forth value to that company so continue and owning that value exactly and continuing to move it move forward um, without that bias mm-hmm. women also have a hard time taking credit and owning their power i think their inability to voice their opinion comes from not fully valuing or embracing their power and owning it i agree uh one of the 
mentors that I deeply think um, taught me that if it's good to be humble, it's always good to be humble, Mm -hmm. but a way that you could toot your horn without coming across as being self-centered and such or arrogant Mm -hmm. is really to boast up your team. Mm -hmm. So not to be afraid to send that email and say, hey, this team has done an excellent job Mm -hmm. or wow, that's a great idea because you're promoting not only yourself, you're also promoting your team. team. And then the team will step up and do so much more because they feel very valued and it has to be genuine, right? It, It can't come from a fake place. Exactly. That is actually a very, very good guidance your mentor had given you. So what are some of the other roadblocks other than not feeling comfortable to speak up, not surrounding themselves with mentors to give them that, um, you know, pathway to find that voice, not owning their power or not being comfortable in owning that power? What are some of the other elements that prevent women from speaking up? Knowledge. Knowledge is power. If you don't know something... Go learn it. And today, one can go and learn about anything. Right. One of the things I know that I'd love to do differently is coding. Mm -hmm. Understand how to make logical decisions um, and learn to think like my engineers do. Mm -hmm. It's funny you bring that up. My formal education for my undergraduate degree was in computer science, math, physics. And because I was a language switcher, I switched to English after my 10th grade. So as I was finalizing my high school, which is where I had to pick my subjects in the British tradition, right? So it was not gen ed, it was very specific sciences. And I learned to take notes in flowcharts because it was easier. I didn't have to use so many words. Right. And my training was in math, physics, computer science, all logic, all logic and very process driven. So till today, I sit at meetings and I take notes and flowcharts. And one of the things I have noticed is when people start having round robin conversations, I get up and start drawing in a flowchart the logic of the conversation. And all of a sudden, all the BS stops all the non sequitur ideas stop. And in a couple of minutes, the conversation starts flowing very logically. And meetings end faster, too. Absolutely. It's especially in the technology driven uh, arena when you've got complex problems to solve mm-hmm. and programming and so forth, visually putting it up there and grouping it out. You need to be able to do that. With that thought of knowledge and logic, we are going to go off to break and come back and pick up this conversation. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, 
please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Our nation's educational system is undergoing constant change as technology and society are redefining the system as we have known it. On Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton, we provide parents with the resources they need to understand and become a part of the educational experience for their children. Through engaging guests, news, interactive discussions, and innovative ideas, it's everything that parents should know about school. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleashed Anna Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. As we went off to break, we were talking about some of the root causes of why women feel that they are held back from voicing their thoughts, their ideas, and engaging as empowered professionals in an era of technology, whether it's inside a technology industry or outside, but using technology. And there are countless stories of women who identify what they need to do and go out there and make it happen. And they not only know what their problem is, then they understand it, they take it by the horn, so to speak. And in finding the solution, they bring other people to the table and solve it for a larger population than them. Do you know of any story that comes to your mind when you think about people who have found a solution and shared it with the world? Absolutely. I think of this brilliant, young, talented female by the name of Mehul Rage. She mm-hmm. just won the 2017 Student Vision Abbey Award. And her story is fascinating. Mm-hmm. As a young entrepreneur, she's the founder of Women Tech of Moneyball. Okay. And she wanted to teach her community okay. um, how to code okay. because not a lot of people uh, in Moneyball knew. In, in, that were women mm-hmm. that were getting to these schools um, and learning that. One of the apps that she developed uh, out of a Microsoft hackathon was um, 
learning how to code in your native language. Wow. Like Sanskrit, Mm -hmm. right? So what she's doing is enabling what she pursues as an impairment Mm -hmm. and turning that into something with technology Mm -hmm. and really making a difference, right? Mm -hmm. You see that as being a common thread, right? We, We use all of this technology to make things get easier for us so that we can go out and make a difference in this world and attack mm-hmm. something big. And this is exactly what she did. She's bringing communication, collaboration, technology, you name it. So she's created an app where it is language independent for coding. And then she's enabling her entire village to code and change their lives. Right. Uh, she's indirectly also building the confidence of this yes. of these women that they can do anything exactly that that is such a beautiful beautiful real life tidbit and if a young lady from Manipal India can do that I am sure there are countless young people all over the world who are making a difference it's a matter of sharing those stories learning of them and then taking a page off of that and making something for ourselves. Absolutely. So how can we as professionals in the workplace engage with young people in our own local communities, whether it's through internships, you started in Motorola as an intern. And when you when we started the conversation, that's where we started, right? Internships do matter, internships do shape lives. How do we get young people engaged even before they get to the internship stage? I think we almost need to get to them when they're in the K through 12 system, when they get to that 9th and 11th grade, introduce them into the various things through high school internships, high schools have internships, and introduce them into various professional uh, skills might even pique their curiosity to want to finish high school and go on to college. That's correct. Um, I, I think it's very important to start early. And mm-hmm. um, the there's concepts of uh, Tune House, which was uh, recently I read about, where, you know, going back to the safe community, getting involved at local schools who have girls in technology, GEMS programs, and mm-hmm. certain th- certainly things of that sort, you're really building that common circle, that mm-hmm. social circle and network of, of girls learning how to program and, and do very cool robotic stuff. Uh, uh, the local school, elementary mm-hmm. school district foundation that I serve on, um, you know, works in conjunction with uh, our Motorola Solutions Foundation. And I've had the pleasure of being able to see some really cool things. Um, For example, a story that I have is we were showcasing technology Mm -hmm. that was built by these elementary school and a female um, student was showing the CAD design that she was creating. And as I'm watching her demonstrate this to me, she said, wouldn't it be cool if I could 3D print a civilization and bring it to Mars. Wow. I mean, to, to think that at her age, age mm-hmm. she's thinking about this. Yes. Uh-huh. And people forget that being somebody who's fascinated and engaged in technology doesn't mean you have to 
going to the IT field, right? Absolutely. Accounting, finance, marketing, every field now requires technology. You can't be a marketing professional if you don't understand social media. You do not understand all of those go-to-market strategies that are social media driven, pay-per-view and pay-per-click and all of those things, right? And then the marketing analytics is technology driven. Same way, while we seem to be teaching accounting and finance in the classroom as if it was still 30 years ago with like T-accounts, we really don't, we stopped using that about 25 years ago, right, all over the world. Everything is programmatically done. An accounting finance professional needs to troubleshoot the programmatic coding to see if there is something broken in the program or is there something wrong in the accounting capture and then know how to work with your technology partner to go fix the problem. We're not teaching that in the classroom. We're never going to teach that in the classroom at this rate. The only place to get young people that experience is in an internship. So I I heard somebody talk on TV, I forget the name of the gentleman, but he was talking about STEM needs to be expanded to STEMs at another S. Because teaching all of this technical technology, math, sciences is not enough if we don't give them the tangible skills to translate that into something in the workplace. Exactly. I, I always tell students who are getting into mm-hmm. STEM career paths that, you know, it's important to be curious. Technology is always. all over mm-hmm. in our life, in our day to day. Be curious. Get to understand what it is, build a network, and really, the world is yours. Yes. I mean, we all carry this little phone, right? Everything it does, it's technology. Whether it's the phone, whether it's texting, whether it's Skyping, whether it's video calling. Somebody was making a joke the other day, my friends from back home. You know, when we were growing up as kids, WhatsApp means you put your head out your window and scream at your neighbor, right? (laughs) I mean, you talk to your neighbors in Asian countries and today we need WhatsApp to talk to one another. That is how far we've come in technology. That's the way millennials communicate. Yes. Uh I actually know young couples who will sit next to each other and text. And I've asked them. You're sitting next to each other. You're spending quality time from your perspective, but you're not talking to each other. And the answer I get is if we talk, emotions get involved. If we text, there is no emotion, so we don't fight. And I always tell them, but you need to learn to hone those emotions. It is part of what you need to master to have a successful life. Absolutely. I I think technology and the whole idea of emotional intelligence and it's it's important Mm -hmm. i i read a recent interview uh that the new uh not the new microsoft but the microsoft ceo gave and he was talking about how in the age of technology and how everything is changing so rapidly and we are becoming more dependent on technology But the role of technology is to enhance life and give more opportunities for meaningful interactions. And it is now that as the human race, we need to learn the art of empathy and use that as part of the technology-based era interaction. We cannot lose sight of our humanity and our empathy. 
Absolutely. His new book, uh, Hit Refresh, Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend it. Um, It really touches on that. And I think it's innate in women and females in general to to have that that emotional intelligence side. Right. It's Mm -hmm. just being able to bring that out with the technology focus. And Mm -hmm. there's just another reason to carry your passion forward and pursue uh, career in STEM, mm-hmm. and don't, and it's important for women and girls not to be uh, persuaded by a group of people who believe that women are too emotional. Being empathetic doesn't mean you're a drama queen. There's a difference between the two, and there is a gulf spread between the two. And being empathetic and caring and compassion is actually a courageous thing. It is not a weakness, it is a strength. And women and girls need to learn to own it and need to learn to center themselves around it and then leverage it to their success and not get swept by the thought that, oh, you you ladies are all too emotional because that is not going to a good place. That's correct. So what other things can we start thinking about to make things flow much better for women and girls in the technology world and help them find their place. We talked about internships. We talked about mentorship. We talked about uh, owning that emotional intelligence and bringing it to bear and pairing that with the technology so that it is not a cold, calculated, logical aspect only. Like we don't want to be Mr. Spock, right, on Star Wars. We, We want to have that feminine touch because men and women both have their role, right? I'm not saying one is more important than the other. We need both aspects. We need the yin and yang. And so what else can we do to encourage women to enter this field, stay in this field, grow in this field, but also turn around and help the industries reshape themselves? Because industries are today set up for our fathers and grandfathers era, right? I was reading somewhere even the office temperature is set for the male body, not for the female body. That's why women are always, you know, cold in the office. We all need jackets or sweaters, whereas the guys are comfortable, right? So things are shifting, things are changing. What else can we do to kind of accelerate that? It's... I also believe it's a lot about women raising other women up is okay. is sometimes you just need that little push. Um, and it, it's very important that we continue to do that. On that point, let's go and take our final break and we will come back for the fourth segment. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed if you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker look no further than dr cass henry cass is available to speak to your company she also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops these seminars can integrate learning and development customer service processes and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook 
That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. It's time to eradicate barriers that are holding you back in your relationships and your life. Start by embracing the concept of laughing loudly and loving deeply. Coincidentally, that's the name of a highly anticipated new show featuring host Dr. Faith Brown. She'll talk with life experts or life spurts in order to help you develop your own vision plan for better relationships and experiencing the ultimate enjoyment in life. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining for the final segment with my guest, Urvi Parani. Urvi, welcome back to our final segment. Thank you, Dr. Henry. Um, we, we have been having a wonderful conversation about women and girls in technology and what do we need to do to help them enter the space and be successful in the space. Let's shift that a little bit and talk about what are some of the things we need to do to help our own industries? Because industries have various sectors and various industries have traditionally been run by men, right? Women are entering the space. Women are growing up to be in senior levels. And we are in a sizable number to now start making changes and driving some of that change. And just like any other aspect in life, change comes from the people who are participating in the process. So women have a responsibility to shape the space they're in. What are some of the things you're seeing that is happening that is helping change the industries? You know, looking back at everything, everyone agrees that technology simplifies and automates. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's also this mindset of with technology taking over AI, robotics, um, it's only going to lead to losing jobs. There's, there's this, that's the panic and the fear, right? There's exactly, there's this behavioral element that, that really slows people down, Mm -hmm. that really could shift 
our thinking and our process and how how we educate in the future and how we you know we go about our lives sure so part of i think where the reality and the perception need to meet is the fact that technology is a tool so just because I know to use a hammer, I'm not going to use a hammer on everything I need to do because then I'm going to break stuff, right? So technology has a place. It has a way of being used. And technology ultimately is going to do the things that can be repeatable, that is going to eliminate waste and redundancies and breakage and errors, because human beings can't replicate repeatedly over and over and over again the same thing 24-7 because that's boring. Let's face it, that's boring. None of us want to do that. So you bring up a good point. We need to find where the simplification aspects are and the human thought process and the solutions find ways to use the technology tool but it ne- technology never, ever replaces the thinking man. Absolutely. I mean, we, we have to continue to innovate. Mm-hmm. Is it the era of us creating civilizations on different planets? I mean, Elon Musk is already thinking yes. about this. Mm-hmm. So we need, to, we need to be there. And you can't use a, code, a coding tool to get you there. Mm -hmm. So knowing where technology can be more effectively used, not getting in the bandwagon of panic, but be pragmatic, be realistic, but at the same time be curious enough and idealistic enough to pursue things that are possible, right? I think it's Einstein who said, Believing in the possibility is more important than knowledge because if you believe in the possibility, you will pursue the knowledge to get there. Exactly. And so being intuitive, understanding that there are the possibilities, and then having the courage to take that journey. Because once we start walking, we can see further, right? It's like driving. Visibility is only 200 yards, but when you get to the 200 yards, you can see 200 more yards. That's great. Right? The path will clear itself if we just take that first step and then the second step and the third step. Exactly. So just really encouraging women. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the forums in which we can do that? There, this channel, I mean, by far, mm-hmm. have your voice be heard. Don't be afraid to share your ideas. Mm-hmm. And just like you were told in school, I tell my students, the only bad thought is the thought you never voiced because you never got to share it with others and have a dialogue about it, right? So true. And so it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, whether you're a male or a female, right? Learning to voice your thoughts in a way that is appropriate for the audience, right? And learning to engage with empathy, but then using the tools of technology and helping one another. Because 
when we help one another, we also learn more from each other. Hey, you do it that way, but I only do it this way. Show me again. How did you do that? And those are conversations that are lost if we don't talk, if we don't share. Exactly. Very true. So how can we bring companies from different industries, the public sector, the private sector, the universities, how do we, this show is a good way to bring them all together. Professional conferences that allow students to come and engage or professional organizations that give scholarships to young people. That is another way to engage. Companies like Motorola, companies like uh, the businesses I work for, they're all bringing in interns. They're bringing in uh, high school and university interns. They're all good ways to introduce people into these. But nothing is as good as these folks staying engaged. And that's something very hard to do in this society. When they're no longer an intern, when they're no longer in that place, people don't talk to one another. Yeah, that, that's really unfortunate. I, I believe, as you said, taking steps. It's, it's start, start sharing your vision, sharing mm-hmm. it with someone right next to you. Make it local and make it grow. Mm-hmm. And that's the key, right? Sharing, growing together and knowing that no matter how much I know, I'm not going to make it on my own. And even if I build something extraordinarily wonderful, if it's supposed to mean something, it's supposed to outlive my lifespan. Therefore, I need to groom the next generation to take my vision and build on top of it. And there is no way we can talk about everything that surrounds this topic in one conversation, Urvi. I agree. So I definitely would like for us to regroup and have this, continue this conversation and maybe even engage some young people to bring their thoughts, their ideas. So I really would like to connect with you and figure out a time to do that. I would love to connect back. And thank you so much for giving an hour up and spending the time with me and having this conversation. Appreciate thank you, it, Dr. So. Henry. Thank you, audience. I appreciate it. Uh, as we moved our show to Mondays, I'm truly, truly hoping that our audience will continue to listen, send in your questions. We are shaping our shows around your thoughts, your questions, so that we truly build our shared journey in a way it's meaningful to all of us. And as you go about your day-to-day activity and applying the conversations we have in making your choices, please remember to pursue your own dreams, your own voice, and own your power and own your centeredness. As you take your journey, remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there and transform lives and don't forget to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.